it really makes you wonder because with as much as people talk about true crime and then they're like oh it was found in some hidden abandoned warehouse or the corner of fifth and main and you're like i'm at the corner of fifth and main you mean to tell me that nobody saw somebody that looks suspicious because i'm pretty sure if you're a murderer you look suspicious if you're dumping a body (laughs) if you're dumping a body nine times out of ten you have like a bag that's way too big or a trash bag and you're like hmm, that's weird trash isn't go out for like four more days like what are you doing what would somebody in the middle of the night in a car be doing throwing a suitcase into the bushes a perfectly fine suitcase at that and <laughs> right, no- and you're like mm-hmm. that's, that's questionable again- i'm <laughs> just like mm, okay noted if the cops come to my house i'm gonna mind my business because there's probably something in that storage bin that is not christmas decorations man clearly no one's dumping christmas decorations out in a suitcase like that never happens ever no one's like let's just stuff them all in here and then throw them off this cliff randomly i'm just for the record just gonna mind my business welcome to the awkward mom stage podcast grab yourself a glass of water or wine whichever suits your day and get ready because the awkward mom stage starts now Hey y'all and welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, hi, hello and welcome. I'm Lola and I'm so glad you're here. Today I sat down and had a little bestie chat with my girl Kay. We talked a little bit about everything. We talked so much actually that I had to break it up into two episodes because otherwise this episode would have been like two plus hours long y'all. We had a good chat about what's coming in 2023, what we're leaving behind, what our favorite drinks are, some toxic traits we're working on, and a bunch more. We had a good time just having our weekly mom chat, and we decided to bring y'all along. So let's get into this bestie chat, y'all. It's 2023. We're here. We made it. I feel like everybody's got the vibe of let's not be, this is gonna be my year. Just live, okay? Aside from everything works out for us we're so lucky don't say nothing else like don't jinx yourself by being like this is the year that i'm making a million no just just be quiet just work do your stuff say your little mantras and that's it because like i feel like when everyone when did when they did it in 2021 they were like this is gonna be my it wasn't 2022 this is gonna it wasn't so let's just let's just put that to bed this year. This year we haven't heard it yet because it really still feels very twenty two ish. Yeah, I saw it. Yes, it's a new year. Even New Year's Eve, it was like, hmm, okay, there's going to be the New Year celebration. We're going to watch a little bit on TV, fireworks. Black eyed peas, collard greens, rice. Let's get the luck going. But New Year's Day, it's still very much. I didn't have like an aha. I didn't feel like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I feel like everyone's hope is gone at this point. Everyone's just like, can we just live? Like, government, please just don't kill us. That's all we ask in this year. Like, if we could just live that would be fantastic because y'all are really doing the most it's like the freaking hunger games out here 
like eggs yeah. you gotta buy a chicken at this point because like buying <laughs> eggs is like why are these so expensive like i know everybody that- just dying potatoes this year because ain't nobody buying eggs right like who is dying who's wasting eggs no one at this point like if you're not eating them do not purchase them or use them because it's outrageous i don't get it i don't understand how we're living and it's another thing because and of all things yeah like why the eggs like because i was looking on farmers pages and they was like oh as long as you keep your birds warm or whatever the hell you got to do for you know egg laying then your hens will or whatever will lay them fine so i don't know i feel like once again that's it's a 50 50 because remember i'm out here in the boonies so to say yeah family members that have chickens and even their chickens ain't been producing because i Compared to fresh eggs and store-bought eggs, you can taste a difference when you bake, when you fry them, when you boil them. They taste different. Yeah. And our our family member that has the chickens, their hens ain't been producing. Like, usually they bring over enough for us, my in-laws, and my in-laws' parents that's a lot of eggs and lately we haven't gotten any eggs for months so are the hens on strike like uh it's mercury it's mercury and retrograde man i don't know what's happening the planets are wilding out up there they're tired i'm not ready for another retrograde <laughs> retrograde it's- fucked me up Did you uh, set resolutions this year? I don't do resolutions just because... Uh, I don't ever Resolutions are literally just a list of shit you didn't do in the year prior that you're like, I'm going to do it this year. It's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're not going to do it. Let's well, not lie not, to ourselves. I guess I set one and I spent towards it. <laughs> Me and Adam said we're going to get back in the gym. Well, he's going to get back in the gym. I'm actually going to go to the gym for it for... Once I want to go to the gym. I want to go back to the gym. Like I really, I really do want to go back to the gym. But I'm doing like this thing where I just keep consuming gym content and like looking at <laughs> gym motivation. And then eventually, in my mind, subconsciously, I'll be like, "This is this is where I should be." And then I'll end up back in the gym because if I just force myself to do it, I'm gonna go get another gym membership, and it's gonna be another year where I paid for a gym membership and I only went three times. So I'm just gonna like slowly, subliminally, like work my way into it, just like mind fuck myself into going back to the gym. But I really do want to go back to the gym eventually. I'd like to get maybe a grow with me. Maybe we can set like a let let's talk while we're at the gym because then when it's conversation and you're kind of tricking yourself that it's not something you don't want to do maybe we'll do it yeah but the only thing that i've done so far is i bought new workout outfits i bought workout outfits last year and aren't the ones that like i can wear out running errands like I, I bought act- those dang workout outfits that's supposed to be like the ones you can go and like work out in and then still go out and look cute in the ones that are supposed to suck you in in all the right places and those shits were so suffocating like I thought I was gonna die like 
I was like, oh my God. And I got every size. Cause like, I, at first I was like, oh, let me get a large. And then I got a large and I was like, mm, this is a little more. Well, at the time the large was, it fit like perfect. But I was like, let me size down. Cause I lost some weight. So then I bought a different size, but I kept my large. Cause I was like, I'm going to gain it back because I want to, so I'm going to keep those. But I got a smaller size. Them shits fit the same, okay? They all suffocate you the same way. I thought I was going to die. Like, the whole... I was, like, literally having a panic attack in that fucking outfit. Like, I was like, how in the shit is Kim Kardashian walking down the goddamn street in this constricting-ass piece? And I literally feel like there are people grabbing onto my legs and thighs and just like i'm dragging them along with me as i walk like it was the worst so they've just been sitting in my drawer for the last like eight months because i just bought thanks and because of course i was like oh after christmas sale let's let's go see what's out and i went and bought went straight to athletic wear Knowing good and well, I prefer to wear my husband's clothes all There's the time. So many cute workout outfits. I just have to find some that don't make me want to kill myself while I'm wearing them. Like I just I'm into being lazy, comfortable, lazy chic. So yeah. my husband's clothes, his sweatpants, I wear those. But I went immediately over to Athletic and bought yoga pants. I don't do yoga. Aside from those, I want to get back into yoga. I have a yoga mat that I don't use. Liliana has used that damn yoga mat more than I have, but like I really, I do. Like again, like I'm that I'm the asshole that like I'm like yeah I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna get into it, and then I buy all the shit, and then I order the freaking yearly subscription to whatever the hell fitness whatever, and then I just never use it, and it just sits there, and then I feel even more shitty about myself so i'm like look at you you lazy son of a bitch and now you're wasting money like why would you do this to yourself no i mean and did the exact i have i can't wear these out in public i don't have anything to put on a sports bra (laughs) why i purchased sports bras you know i'm gonna have to wear them to the gym because i'm not going out and i haven't found a sports bra that doesn't make me feel like a boy yeah yeah it it, i don't know why and like the padded ones suck like those are stupid so like yeah i haven't found one that i'm just like oh yeah this is the one it makes me feel like a lady like i haven't haven't found that sports bra yet my main purpose for getting sports bras with the athletic pants was i can't just wear these out to grocery shop like i'm not gonna be in walmart or target wearing my athletic sports bra with your sports bra and your and your biker shorts yeah yeah i'm just not gonna be doing that i like aspire to have that confidence to have the fit girl confidence to just put on them shorts that everybody can see every nook and cranny of everything jesus and my mama gave me and (laughs) my sports bra and my sneakers and my socks and just skip through the stores as if everything's delightful. 
that confidence because to me, that confidence comes with a whole lot of me, just, just you. Like you don't think of anybody else, just you. Cause that's a lot of confidence to just go into public with every, like you said, every neck. Like and you have a, you have a camel toe, ma'am. Like I can see how fat your vagina is right now. I don't even have to ask. I don't even have to imagine like, because I can see it. We all can see it right now. And you're like, yeah, here it is. Here's my camel toe and my fit spo outfit. And I'm like, go ahead, girl. I aspire to have that confidence. Do you want to start a podcast, but you don't know where to start? As the host and producer of this podcast, I can tell you it's definitely not easy. When I started out, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing or where to start. Buzzsprout has been my go-to from the start of my podcast. They have so many helpful videos on hosting, how to edit, how to add music, how to post, what to post. I mean, you name it, and they help you with it. And their Facebook community is helpful too. If you're trying to start a podcast or you already have a podcast and you're looking to upgrade, definitely check out Buzzsprout. They have everything you need to get started, even a domain name if you don't already have one. Trust me, I'm no tech genius and Buzzsprout has definitely been my saving grace. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Follow the link in the show notes to let Buzzsprout know we sent you and get a $20 credit when you sign up for a paid plan. Now back to the show. I think I'm pretty sure I have body dysmorphia. I'm almost positive. Maybe I should go back to therapy because when I look in the mirror, it's definitely not you. I think I look at myself from the perspective of growing up, I was always petite and shapely. And once I hit, you know, I guess you could say my adult years, my, you know, my early to late teens ish. I really started to come into my looks or grow into my looks. And that was something that I was always told when I was younger. You, oh, you're, you're going to grow into your looks. Whereas girlfriends were big boobed, curvy in ninth and 10th grade. And here it is. I'm still built like an 11 year old boy in sixth grade. Yeah. Now at 33, I'm still pretty petite, but having the mom Bob, I guess you could call it that mom bod isms because there's things about my body that I didn't have prior to having kids. Like the stretch marks are just the way your skin completely looks different now that you're a mom. Like doing makeup, I was telling Adam, I'm like, there isn't enough makeup for the bags under my eyes. Like these ain't Prada, this ain't Gucci. These are (laughs) hard. I'm sick and tired of repeating myself bags, but I still look at myself and the way, I guess, friends that are heavier or have the, the societal mom bod. And they look at me and I'm just like, we face things like I'm not just the skinny B-A-T-C-H like I'm slim, but I still look at my body different it's still different like everybody's body changes just because it doesn't just because it looks good to you and it's what you want 
doesn't mean that that's what the other person wants or what the other person sees. Like, but well, other people are like, oh my God, no, I would kill so to have funny. your body. And it's like, well, that's great. I would kill to not. So, I mean, I guess we are going to have to agree to disagree on that. I don't know what to tell you. Like, you can't get mad at me. I would love to pack on some weight that actually stays. Right. And it stay. From- when you say that, they're like, oh, my God, I would never. Like, you can have some of my weight. It's like, no, what you're not understanding is, like, I want to gain weight and have a healthier, like, thicker frame i'm uh, not saying that i just i don't want to just pack on the pounds my body for the clothes that i prefer to wear that's my right. biggest that i would like I- to gain weight so that i don't have to get surgery to fit into the soup top is what i'm saying you know i would like to look like a woman without having to get surgery but i don't you know i don't want to wear- have to wear chicken cutlets i really just want a full boob edge cleavage section that i can look at and say good morning guys and then that's like it's well you should love your body yes you should okay and generally speaking yes i know that genetically i clearly am doing all right but in my mind would i like it to be different sure everybody would there's always something that somebody wants to change about themselves always it's never not gonna be that way so like i don't know why people are always like you shouldn't do this i would kill it's like yes you or you yeah definitely i don't think it's healthy to preach that to other people that you should be happy with what what you have yes but if you personally feel that your confidence or self-worth not for other people to be like oh you've got a banging body but just for yourself it's kind of like with everything as I've gotten older has that come to the line of healthy and if you step over it where it's unhealthy and if you can understand that there's a thin line between everything between extreme non-extreme not enough right to that and stand on it you know that you don't like what you see in the mirror so it's the the word i'm looking for is accountability if you don't like what you see what are you willing to do to make yourself happy with it now you know if you don't like what you see and you decide to go under the knife you have to educate yourself to know what comes along with that there are complications just because you go under the knife and you get boobs or get your butt done or your face, lips, anything that requires you to change it, you're not going to, just because you did it doesn't mean you're going to be satisfied with it. So understanding that, that you possibly can't go back to what you liked before, which is what you're complaining about. So either you have to find the confidence within yourself to say, I do like this. Although I wish I had more, but I'm comfortable with satisfied. Yeah. Like that's my thing. I won't die if I never get my boobs done, but if I have the money and the opportunity, will I do it? Probably sure. Because I've had 20 years now to think about it. Like if I ran, well, I did actually, I went to the plastic surgeon's office when I was like 18 and I was like, I want bigger boobies. And luckily that plastic surgeon had sense and was like, Miss Ma'am, like you are still growing. Okay. So this 
little small C cup that you have right now could possibly change. And it did because I had kids. But it's just a matter of like, you have to make sure that you're changing things for the right reasons. Because at the time I was changing it, I was changing it because I think I was like, I wanted to be in like Maxim. Like when Maxim hometown (laughs) hottie was cool, I wanted to be like a Maxim hometown hottie. And then I wanted to be in Playboy. It, which obviously those dreams and aspirations changed as I got older. But <clears throat> yeah, like luckily that surgeon was like, you should think about this a little more before we, you know, just go ahead and go under the knife. And I did. And I still want to do it. But now at this point, I've naturally seen my breasts at four different sizes at this point. So I know exactly what I like. I know what it feels like and I've had the experience to know like okay what I what I was going to get wasn't even what I want now so yeah the the whole boob thing for me has been since I was six I'm going to send you a picture of how long this has been I needed boobs I've needed boobs since I was six and there are (laughs) six of me taking my bathing suit at the time and taking water balloons and putting them in my bathing suit. Oh and my God. These things are massive water balloons. These aren't like, oh, she just wants little boobies because she's six. No, I'm talking about I want a Pam Anderson. <laughs> like, no, I want, I want I, the big I, ones. The big ones. And then like how you said, during the golden age of when modeling was a little easier to get into, I did dabble in testing for Playboy with small boobies and did that for a little bit. However, now Playboy and the likes of OnlyFans, it's a completely different genre of what it was when we were interested in like Maxim. Maxim was just like toned, perfect bodies that looked like they had never been airbrushed they just were touched by god yeah it was like and literally like hometown hotties it was like the girl next door she had a cute little door. body and they were just like oh my god this is my hometown i'm a hometown hottie like i just wanted to be a young maxim hometown hottie because i had tattoos i started tattooing really early and my first yeah. tattoo weren't like the little butterfly or the star behind the ear i went big big my entire abdomen was tattooed at 17 my back was the next thing by the time i was 18 i had a full back set of wings and i wanted to get tattooed i'm so indecisive with tattoos it took me years to start getting tattoos and i still don't even i only have two of my children's names i still have to put two more on there but like yeah, I'm so indecisive. Every single time I was going to go and get a tattoo, I changed my mind about what I wanted. <clears throat> it wasn't even the fear of the tattoo. It was just genuinely like, do I want this one or do I want this one? Because like this isn't some shit you can just like wipe off and redo. All of mine have a story behind them. But being that I started tattooing early and with modeling, I'm petite. I didn't have like the video vixen body. I didn't have big boobs. I didn't have a big butt. I not you tall. have a car girl body. That's Import. what you. I photograph like that, but when you see me in person, you see I am 
borderline a midget. Like I'm But that's import cars. All the girls are short as hell. What you talking about? I used to be so mad as hell. Like what are these tiny ass bitches? But then there to check all of the boxes, I I think I'm just thinking back on how it felt because getting gigs, I would get them, but I would get them in areas that I wasn't interested in modeling. Yeah. And still kind of that same area, I guess, because of the state we live in, unless you are in Miami, that's where like the booming bodies are at Miami, Tampa, places like that. But being that at the time I was modeling and booking gigs in Orlando, they were either just somebody who wanted to update their portfolio or somebody that was into erotic. And I don't think a lot of girls that are interested in getting into modeling, at least back then, did their research with anything. I mean, that's even now doing your research on wanting to do something and how it really affects you to see erotic. You're thinking, oh, BDSM. Oh, he just wants maybe some ropes and handcuffs. No. And then to think about these, when you sign a model release, they own these images. So you may be taking this picture and didn't like it. So the photographer decided not to use it. But now that he owns it six years from now, if that's not in that contract, they can use it. Yeah. And that was like for, I feel like when we were modeling though, like it was different to where it wasn't as many like genres and avenues and niches as there is now i mean there was but like people weren't it wasn't as popular like for us it was just like runway or car girl or maxim like those and were the boxes with those there were subcategories so like yeah. how you said that i could i easily could have went into being a car girl which i tried however i don't have an exotic look I had a very baby doll face because I was 19, 20 at the most when I first started. And I still looked very, very young. But I had tattoos. And my tattoos weren't in places that like could easily have been hidden. So if we're at like a car event and the shorts are teeny tiny, my and my abdomen is out, my tattoos in either area were on full display. So a lot of the gigs, when they saw images of me, they were interested because I was eye candy. However, getting, it's just like what Hooters, fitting into that uniform, you can fit into it with no problem. But how you look in the uniform, that decides if you're going to book the gig or not. And for me, so young, it look like I was trying too hard. So a lot of times I didn't get those gigs, but the gigs that I would get called back for were gigs that really tested. Am I thinking in the long-term idea of it? And I'm glad that I really considered that. Tattoos are like, is more, way more popular now. Like back then it wasn't as cool. Like it was more taboo 
large to have like big pieces like you had to have like the cutesy little like live love pray or whatever the fuck they did (laughs) like those shits but like now like when you have like a shit ton of ink they're like oh bet like okay we can use you but back then you had to be in like the weird shit if you had like big ass tattoos you'd be like what the whose basement is this like why are we here this is not what the photo shoot said on the ad sir (laughs) like what is this dungeon that we are in right now absolutely not have like a good tattoo artist so girls that had large pieces but crappy work no we don't want to see that in a magazine we want to see you know the praying hands or the fortress princess that's on her thigh that takes up the entire side of her hip to her butt with the wolf howling we need to see pieces like that right like it's got to be detailed like i don't want no sideways quasimodo Please do not show me your drunken dolphin tattoo. I don't want to see it. It's not going to make it. We're going to airbrush it out, ma'am. Like, please. You got a camel tattooed on your big toe? No. (laughs) No, Not those. Quirky, cute, but no, that's not what we're looking for. 2022 has been all about celebrating our newfound self-awareness and making positive change. Something this podcast works hard to do every day. Audible helps make space for what matters to you. It's a destination for your wellness, whether you're looking to soul search, be inspired, work towards new goals, unwind, or simply be entertained. I've certainly had time this year to figure out what truly makes me happy, and well, we all know I love Audible. I talk about them all the time. I solved my reading problem with Audible over four years ago, and it's been amazing. It's perfect because they offer books that are narrated by professional voice actors and sometimes the authors themselves. You can listen while driving, cooking, cleaning, or doing anything else that you need your hands free for. It's like having a personal assistant who reads to you whenever you want. Think Diddy and his umbrella holding manservant, but with books. With the new update, they have podcasts, sleep meditations, and more. There really is something for everyone, and the best part is it doesn't cost you anything to start. Click the link in the show notes to sign up today at audibletrial.com slash the awkward mom stage and get 30 days in your first book free. All of their books are DRM free, which means they aren't locking them away from other devices, even if your subscription expires or you cancel. You can still keep and access all the books you've already purchased. Just download them again from anywhere, anytime. There's over 180,000 titles available to choose from, and that number just keeps growing. Visit audibletrial.com slash theawkwardmomstage to get started on your reading list today. Now back to the show. Do you have a favorite drink? I'm really loving the Snapple Apple. I mean, orange juice and apple juice have always been my favorite, and cran apple. But like alcohol drinks, I mean, I'm... I am not a wine connoisseur. Like, I'm not that girl that you could be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to sit down with this bottle of 1950. Like, no, bitch. Give me some fucking fruity-ass wine, okay? The shit could cost $3. I don't give a fuck. Like, I just want some good-ass wine. I don't want your dirty, bitter wine. I don't care that it tastes earthy. I don't care that it was from 89 years ago. Like, just give me something good. I can't do wine at all. I don't like it. I have I mean, another friend that doesn't like wine. She just doesn't like the taste of it. And I've tried red wine. I've tried cheap. I've tried expensive. I don't like wine. That's 
I'm not going to play like because the girlies like to have wine dates and box wine. I don't like wine. If we're going out, just know that pick me I'm up. I'm probably going to get some margaritas if we going out is all I'm saying. Like <laughs> bottles of vodka or get me a bottle of tequila because I'm probably not going to drink all of it. And the last thing you want is for me to be like stripper in Sin City. <laughs> this a stripper in Sin City. Oh, oh no. Yeah. I'm a I'm a sipper. That baby sat drink because baby just don't put a whole lot of ice in it. It will do what it needs to do. But wine, it's not it's not my, my cup of tea. I don't um, think I'm like a I'm like a giggly if I'm with like my man, probably a handsy drunk. And then afterwards, I'm going to go to sleep for sure. Like, definitely falling asleep wherever. But yeah, like, I, I don't think I've ever been, like, a a terrible drunk. But I also don't like the feeling of being drunk. I literally just, I appreciate a good drink. I don't mind being tipsy. But I'm not trying to be out here getting sloshed. I don't like hangovers. I don't. It's hard to get to that level because, and I was talking with Adam about this, I know my limit because I yeah when, so do I I I I, t- I will verbally tell you I'll be like I think I've had enough yeah and, Kevin will do that too he'll be like mm, oh that, think, that last one <laughs> that's and the, the one I say that is because I in the minute I have any kind of alcohol I feel it and yeah. when I say I I'm talking about, I can feel it saying we're in your bloodstream. We are coming to. We are warming you up, girl. Get ready. Like, yeah. Like everyone's dancing. The blood cells, like everyone's like, yes. Tequila. (laughs) (laughs) That is literally how it goes down. So I've never experienced that whole. Yes, I have. Because I've pushed it. I've convinced myself like. Especially with tequila, I can drink a whole bottle. No hangover, but the fact of not having a hangover does not mean that you are not drunk. It just See, means that's you're not the problem. Go- like, if the drink is good and you can't tell, like, it just tastes like juice, that that's me. Like, that's my toxic trait. I will keep drinking that shit, like, ooh, this is delicious. And then when I've drank <laughs> the whole thing and now I'm dragging myself down the stairs or I've got Kevin dragging me down the stairs like that, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> I made a mistake. I made a mistake. Been to Orlando. Me and Adam went down just for a weekend getaway. And it w- we went to Wall Street. My stomping ground. Adam does not know Wall Street like that. So, yeah. of course, he went drinking and everything. And he's insistent for me to just keep taking shots because since we're bar hopping, I don't want to hear you drink with me. And yeah, it's like, fine, just take shots. I, I like he drinks. It's who wants to carry around a drink while they want to dance? Nobody. Yeah. You're just so, like sloshing it around, like, oh, come on. <laughs> so, I'm just like taking shots, shots. And I've already have told him, I think I'm at my limit. And we go to the very last bar and he decides, let's take a shot. And he gets me a drink. Oh, Lord. He's trying to kill you. He's like, My yeah, let's do this. I don't feel as if I'm intoxicated. I feel warmer than I did because I've now taken off my sweater that I wore. But that's neither here or there. By the time we get to the car and are driving back to the Airbnb, we have stopped so many times for me to puke 
outside of oh the car. Then when we get to the Airbnb, it was like a little condo. At, I couldn't get out the car. Like, was so mentally, like, my body was like, girl, if you move from this <laughs> spot. You're dying. We're dying right now. Move from this spot. Because if you move, you are going to regret it. All that you have consumed is coming up out of you. So I stayed there. What are we leaving in 2023? For me, I'm focusing on quality versus quantity because Amen. I feel like I feel like it was only when you were younger it was cool to be like, oh yeah, I want 37 friends. Like, no. I just want a couple people that can get along. Like at this point, I'll just take two. You know, it doesn't yeah. even have to be a whole bridal party. Like these people were like 14 bridesmaids. I don't know how that's possible. Currently, yeah, I don't know. Back on the bandwagon of planning. Like there's a lot that goes into really planning a wedding and me wanting to incorporate, you know, the the traditional aspect of like a bridal shower or a bachelorette party to invite or delegate these people it's like I don't even know that many people or can trust that many people can do the do this right at least up to my standard without me having to turn into a nightmare or to feel like I'm being rude because in my eyes, as a bride, you want what you want. But yeah. agreed, I think leaving in 2022 is relationships that don't really feed the soul, as cliche as that sounds, but leave relationships that you're only in them because you guys have history. It's kind of like that, what they call the trauma bond. Just because yeah, like, oh, we've been together for 10 years, so, like, why stop now? It's like, because it sucks? Like, what do you mean? And not just that. Sometimes the relationships of friends that you've, because I honestly have a few of those, where we had good times and the memories are really great, but who they are as a person now or the things that, as an adult, I've gone through and have needed those friends, they weren't there. Yeah. It, there's no phone calls to check up unless it's me doing it. It's kind of like, why continue to invest in relationships with people that in a troubled time? I mean, if you have history of me, then you know when I'm acting out of character or something may be wrong. So if we have that much history together or the good times were good and they were real good and now we're having adult crises crises yeah there we go i feel that those relationships it's time like stop stop nurturing them because yeah they've grown to be their full potential to get you through your teens to your early adult years and now that you're an adult i mean to me, 
And my 30s, my late 20s and 30s is when I really started to experience life, like decisions, consequences, trouble, trauma, like just life all at once. And it makes it easier to go through those situations with people that not so much are just there, but people that really genuinely care about your feelings, your mental health. I mean, we talk, we hear them talk about mental health all the time, but I think nurturing relationships that just, oh, we've known each other for so long. It's like our moms grew up together. That don't mean that we need to be the best of friends because your mom and my mom were <laughs> friends. Right. Or just because they're besties don't mean that we vibing. Like, <laughs> that's not always the case. And sometimes I keep the peace. But keeping the peace, don't be feeding your brain, your mental health. Uh, I mean, but you also have to look at what is the other person putting into the relationship as well. Just like you would evaluate your relationship with, like, you know, whoever your partner, whoever you're with, you would do the same thing for your friendships because obviously you want to make sure the people that are around you aren't going to be, you know, scheming and scamming. So something more people should evaluate. I mean, unless that's your thing, you know, unless you're a scammer as well, then yes, be (laughs) friends with scammers. But like, if you are trying to, you know, elevate your life and you have a friend who is just consistently down, like you gotta have people that are, that you're friends with that can sit at the table, not just sit at the table and eat, but also can bring a plate, bring, bring a dish. Right. Are you, are you contributing to the potluck and paper plates and forks don't count? Are you contributing to the meat and potatoes of this relationship? Or are you just throwing in the bare minimum just to be like, see, I showed up. I'm here guys. Like it's me, but like, you're not really there. We can't all the way count on you. But you might be around, maybe. We're not sure. Like, we're not trying to do that this year. We don't want any wishy-washy bullshit. You're either in or you're out. And the hidden fact of being authentically true. Because I find that in the later part of 2022 and now 2023, I'm feeling a lot better with things by telling people exactly what it is. Yeah, I'm not going to if I don't want to do something, I'm not going to be like, yeah, okay, we can do that. And sometimes I've grown accustomed to doing that just because I don't I'm thinking of the other person. I don't want the back and forth of trying to figure the compromise and finding compromise is actually healthy for relationships, not just your you and your spouse, but friendships as well. Yeah. I'm not a mind reader. So you and I have been friends forever. And in the later years of us being adults, it's kind of like, I don't have to tell you, I don't want to record today and feel that you're going to be like, screw Courtney. Yeah. Because you're going to tell me, you're going to be like, okay, where, what's happening? And then like, never hear from you again. Just be like, I'm going to give her her space, let her have a day. I'll usually get, like, an emoji or a reaction or something. And we so know you're still alive. It's not assumed you get me. Like, we actually will talk about it. The first time, it'll probably be like a, mm, are we still on for this? Are we still cool? 
don't hear anything, okay? You go on with other things. But then you eventually, on both sides, to me, that's a line of respect. I owe you to say, hey, I'm not feeling up to it. Can we do this? You don't yeah. just it. But I feel that in more relationships that I've started to just let go, it's because I think they hold on to the fact that, oh, we've been friends for so long. Like, there's no bad blood. But there's not bad. There's never bad blood. But there are there is animosity with the fact that we have history together and you didn't even give me the ounce of respect to just say, I can't. This is what it is. Or this is how my life has changed. These are the things that are going on in my life so that there is a level of understanding that life happens like I'm that I'm that friend. I understand that life happens and that best friends can still be best friends from a distance. I don't dislike or stop wanting to talk to people, but I find that now that I'm getting older, me being authentically honest rather than biting my tongue to satisfy someone else's, I don't want the confrontation or the war of roses, so to say. I'm just going to tell you, hey, I don't like that. It makes me feel this way. And yeah, realistically, if the person reacts like, ah, what do you mean? Then like, yeah, they shouldn't be in it, your life anyway, because they don't understand your vibe. Like they're not vibing with you. If you're mm-hmm. telling them like, hey, this is my feeling. This is how I'm feeling. And they're like, ew, no, it's not. How dare you? <laughs> really genuinely is there for you? Because if I'm telling you that, hey, I don't like that or this is what I'm going through. Can you like show up? Like, I just need to vent. If you can't do that for me, but then two weeks from now, somebody got your Starbucks order wrong and you want to tell me about it. Yeah. Like you're venting to me about this. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, like I'm, I'm still probably going to listen. But for me, it's like the aha moment that here it is. I had something that you probably could not have helped me with you but I just needed to vent I needed to get that out so that I heard myself and what I was feeling and now can do the work to fix the problem yeah I can't even call you and we have to me it's trust the level of trust and understanding to vent why am I gonna listen to you vent right to listen but after you vent, I'm no conversation's done. I'm not answering the phone as much anymore. I'm not reaching out to you. I'm always the friend who checks up on everybody. Um, what about me? Is the question to be answered? What about me? When's the last time you have called the friend who is always happy, chipper, and checking up on everyone else? When have you reached out to them? rather than expecting them to call you yeah it's usually a matter of like you just have to kind of like sit back like if you're the one that notices you're the one that's doing all the texting and all that I mean even in relationships like if you're the one doing all of the consistent communication and the hey what's up and the checking in and all that and then you stop that and you notice that it's not coming in unless you're doing it then now you gotta evaluate like okay well maybe this isn't maybe this is a one-way street like maybe I am looking at this wrong you know and I'm the one doing all the work thinking that you know we're on a team 
and realistically it's every every man for themselves it's like being in school all over again because some it's like you understand especially being parents that life happens but it's just like how you would say when you were dating if it's too much for you just to simply send a text message that you are that busy should i not take offense to you having full conversation online with people but here it is i text you and said hey what's up how's you know what's going on is everything okay or you know or just texting a meme to get a laugh back and you get left on red right you can't even send me a meme back a running meme like a move busy like nothing it's just don't have time can't can't fathom it finding the balance that it's okay it's okay not to be available for other people and for the longest that wasn't something I knew how to do because I mean like we said quality over quantity and having more friends call and text you and always having something to do you go somewhere hang out with somebody that's not always the greatest if the company that is always calling you can never be there for you when you really need just a break the same way they just need a break or to feel like they are heard and somebody's showing up for them I'm, I think I'm just finding I'm okay with it. I'm a-okay with relationships ending, not even ending on bad terms where like, oh, I don't fuck with that person anymore. Just ending and being, I'm a different person now. Here on the Awkward Mom stage, we're all about a self-love queen, which is why I'm so excited to be partnering with Vush, a self-love and wellness brand all about encouraging us to prioritize ourselves and challenging us to self-love for 30 days. Vush says self-love is productive. It lowers stress levels, improves sleep quality, it's a mood booster, and promotes physical health. Vush sent me the cute little Express 2 to try, and this baby gives you powerful suction that you can mix and match with 40 different patterns and levels. Ladies, it's definitely going to redefine your self-care days. (laughs) Wink, wink. It has magnetic USB charging, it's discreet and waterproof, so it's perfect in the bath or shower. It's a cute little pink vibe that comes with a cute matching carry bag. It's time to prioritize yourself and take the Vush I Come First 30 day challenge. Don't wait to elevate your self-care routine. Use code VUSH50 for 50% off your Express 2 today. That's code V. U-S-H-5-0. Click the link in the show notes to start your self-love challenge today. Now let's get back to the show. You know the old me, and to me, I think the new version of myself is a better version. I'm liking who I am in 2023 and as I get older I'm liking who I'm becoming but I'm also putting in the work to learn who I am like what's okay if I'm not okay with what society says I should be doing as a 33 year old woman why do I need society to tell me that that's what I need to do I mean yes I want everybody wants to check the box and fit into the stereotype as much as people say they don't but I'm coming to terms with 
I may fit within that stereotype and find joy, but it's okay if being within that box, I don't, I don't fit it. Am I happy being a square instead of a circle? Yeah, it's okay. And it's okay. Just find the balance of it being okay. Yeah, because I mean, there's there's also a difference in you needing to take time because life happens and you just, you know, never being available for anyone else but your problems. Like, if that friend is only showing up to really? complain yeah. or there's constantly some drama, that might not be the friend for you. I mean, unless you, you know, like the drama, me... There's a, like, I feel like when people hear the word drama, they just think like, oh, your life has to be perfect. It's like, no, that, first of all, that's not, to me, that's not the definition of drama. Like, drama is where there's constantly some extreme unrest happening in your life. Contributed to your decisions or the company you keep is where I think of drama. Right. Like, you're consistently with people who are getting you in trouble and it's like no they're not getting you in trouble you're getting you in trouble because you're consistently going with these people who you know are ain't about shit but you still keep running back to whoever friend boyfriend whatever like if there's constantly something happening with that person or that group of people maybe you should i don't know remove yourself from that group of people. I think the word of the year should be accountability. Because if relationships fail, we're all adult. So if I tell you, hey, I really stopped talking with you because the chaos you have in your life just wasn't, it was too much for me to deal with. And I didn't feel that. It was my place to tell you that, you know, you, girl, you're dramatic. You got the drama, the Oscar nominated life going on. Right. right. Like you are the, <laughs> am I the drama? TikTok. Like that's yeah. you. <laughs> the epitome of it. So to be able to see that, yo, this person, this is their decisions. Cool. It's not mine. I, but I also don't want to stand by as a friend. Like we talk. I could tell you, nah, that's not a good look. Now, if you choose that, it is a good look and I'm going to go through with it. Hey, that's your decision. It's your life. But if right. that continual pattern over and over and over and over again, why would me sitting here as a friend, quote unquote, be healthy for me to sit here and watch you self-destruct? repetitively no that's that's where the drama comes from because you think it was a good idea you did it because you wanted to it didn't work out and then you come to the same situation again different circumstances but it's the exact same a plus b plus c gets you d you still are doing that over and over again accountability it's you it's not the other people right because you're letting them do it at that point like once you see the problem and you're like oh okay like this is the problem if you continue on with said problem like meh just yeah. throw them red flags to the side then now you have become the problem like you are your own self-destruction at that point 
if you're going to continue to look at problems and disregard the problem, but still want everybody to sh- be there and be like, oh, yeah. Hmm. You're I- constantly asking for advice and they're giving it to you, but you're still putting it to the side and like doing the opposite. They're going to be like, look, don't ask me. Don't ask me no more. Okay. We're done with this. All right. Don't ask me for advice because you really aren't interested in the advice. And I really, after about three times of listening to the stories of the chaos that you got going on, the third time I'm probably like, I'm annoyed now. I'm just because- right, like I'm aggravated because you're not listening. It's yeah. like when you're watching a movie and you're yelling at the like, no, don't, don't go, go that go way. There. Don't go that way. And they go that way anyway. You're like, you know what? Just, now you deserve to be murdered. Okay. Because I told you not to do it and you did it anyway. So like, whatever. I can't save you. And again, not trying to be the friend that knows it all and tells you that you shouldn't be doing something. But if you come to me as a friend, and you have a problem, in my eyes, when I come to you or to any of my girlfriends, I'm coming to y'all for your perspective. Because right. it is, I am not the problem. But clearly, if I talk to two other people and they both come to the conclusion that you are the problem, two against one, I'm probably the problem. Like, it's like, mm. so, okay, if I go get this third opinion... And this third opinion is either the same thing or it's the only one that's like, nah, you straight. It's like, you got to reevaluate who said that you were straight. Reevaluate who said that. And then be like, "Mm, am I the drama? Am I really? Because sometimes I just feel like people just like the drama. I don't feel like, I feel like it's just, they are addicted to the drama things cannot be calm you can't have regular problems it has to be some chaotic situation that they're in i came across something that was similar to that that the one emotion that we as humans are not comfortable with is joy the example that was given was if You go out to the store and you get out of your car and you find $20. You're excited. You're like, oh, I got $20. Then you go to the store and everything that you wanted to purchase, you found your size. Like everything's going good. But if things go too well, the mind naturally says, oh, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. What's bad that's going to happen? And then you subconsciously pick something that you know is more than the $20 that you have. And you're like, oh, damn it. I don't have enough. I still don't have enough. And it's well, like, see? That, and then you look at it to not experience joy. Like you managed to walk in, walk out of the store. It was $20 more than you had when you walked in, when you pulled up to the, to the store. But it was more or less going kind of like with the drama. People like drama because if things are too calm and too i guess mediocre it's not exciting and i mean for me i'm perfectly fine moving out to 40 acres planting sunflower seeds bamboo and some tomatoes and being close enough to my nearest starbucks target hell walmart i would be fine that would yeah my day-to-day and to do things that I enjoy and spend time with my family that's for me 
But for other people, it's like, if I can't go to the high-rise apartment and have this contemporary, clean, white house like Kim Kardashian's, I'm not living. If my boyfriend isn't answering me immediately when I text him, all of those things, girl, you're making the chaos for yourself. And my boyfriend hasn't purchased the xyz that i wanted him to purchase so clearly broke he doesn't love me it's like okay girl calm down i want to get married we've been together two years girl i think there are other things that you need to be worried about before wanting to get married because they get real serious when it's time for marriage so and it's not a, a turn oops my my bad let's let's try this again it's not like that and i think it's the reason why I brought up the whole joy is I think that it's the same thing with people who like chaos in their life. If you can't experience joy without thinking that something bad is always going to happen, then are you really experiencing joy? Right. Like if small things don't make you joyous, if you're always with a sourpuss face, mm-hmm. it's probably you. Like I'm just... It's more than likely you. If you can't find one thing to be joyous about in a day, it's you. Like, I'm so sorry. The mountain is you. Okay. What did Brianna say? The mountain is you, baby. You are the one that is making yourself miserable. Because you can't even pluck one good thing out of the day, out of the week, out of the month. You're just like, oh, no, this, oh, everything is terrible. I'm just, I don't have this, so things are terrible. I don't have that. Things are terrible. I mean, there's plenty of things that I don't have that I want, but I also have to think, okay, bitch, like, are you just going to walk around and complain and think about the shit that you don't have all day long, or are you going to look at what you do have and then try and figure out ways to get the stuff that you don't have that you want? Like, you have to at some point be like okay like it's not happening right now but if I want it to happen I'm gonna have to do the work for it to happen or I'm going to have to accept the fact that I don't have it and if I don't want to do the work I'm not gonna get it (laughs) you enjoy the process that's the the hidden gem that I've started to come to terms with is most times when it's something that I want but it requires a lot more effort I'm probably going, it's not the work that I want to put in, but you end up enjoying the work because the satisfaction of it actually working out tends to be far better. Yeah. And I notice that when I don't like make myself do things and I just kind of flow into it, I learn it better or I enjoy it better because I haven't like, okay, you have to do this. Like this has to get done. Mm Mm-hmm. If I put it like, okay, this is what I have to do, we'll just get it. Obviously, some things just suck and you don't want to do them. Yeah. Like, how shit. It's just going to have to get done. So I've been trying to just do it. Like, if I'm thinking about it and I'm looking at it and I have the time, I'm like, let me just do it now. Because I, I don't feel like doing it now, but I ain't going to feel like doing it later either. And I'm probably not going to get up and do it later. So let me go ahead and do it now. I'm still going to be annoyed. <laughs> That the word for 2023 is accountability. 
because hands down, when I'm getting dressed, I usually leave the bathroom a mess, clothes, makeup, hair product, all over the counter. But when I get back home, before I even lay down, everything needs to be put up. Yeah. But it's to realize that I'm doing it routinely now. Like, yes, I probably shouldn't make a mess while I'm getting dressed, but sometimes you just be like everything. Everything is everywhere. Sometimes you just got to get ready and go. But I come home and I'm just like, okay, the bathroom is a mess. Yes, I could go get in the shower and say I'll clean up the bathroom tomorrow. But no, before I even get in the shower, because I've already spent the day out, I'm already going to get in the shower and clean up. Let me go ahead and put everything back in its place. And I've noticed that now my husband does the same thing. If I am straining up the bathroom when we get back from someplace, we may have clothes out from what we were trying to lay out that we wanted to wear. He's putting it up rather than just setting it from off the bed to the couch. He's taking it and he's actually putting it back in the drawers or back in the closet. It's not right. just from one messy area to another messy area that piles up so accountability if you made the mess you got to clean it up yeah and i mean sometimes you it's just shit you got to do like whether whether you want to or not like life is things you got to do and i feel like people are getting too deep into the oh i just want to live the soft life and life should just be so easy it's like okay first of all everyone has shit they gotta do. You gotta do your dishes. You gotta clean your house. You gotta cook. You gotta do laundry. I got the money that can go to Cancun. There is a business that you are going to have to run that you are not just setting aside. It didn't just, you didn't wake up in Cancun. You had to wake up and do the work to get that business, to get the money to take your ass to Cancun. So if you don't do it, how are we getting to Cancun? of accountability right all right well i guess that is the bestie chat episode so people can differentiate our voices i'm lola i'm Kay. and this was bestie chat bye after everything the world has been going through lately i know being alone with your thoughts can be an isolating feeling especially the stay-at-home parent gang Sorry, but your dog isn't interested in giving you life advice. But as someone who has seen the extreme depths of depression, postpartum depression, anxiety, and stress myself, it can and often will allow those intrusive thoughts and negativity to consume you. After going through an extremely tough year, dealing with a miscarriage, loss, and so much more, today's sponsor BetterHelp definitely came to my rescue and they're here to help you too. BetterHelp has customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't even have to leave your house or see anyone on camera if you don't want to. There's a broad range of expertise on BetterHelp, and with over 20,000 plus therapists in their network, it's so easy to find the right therapist for you. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. You schedule your secure video or phone sessions, and you can exchange unlimited messages with your therapist anytime. I've used BetterHelp for over three years. It was definitely helpful when I moved to a new state and knew absolutely no one. When I needed a new therapist but couldn't leave because of lockdown, BetterHelp was there. 
those unlimited texts to my therapist came in handy. Everything you share is completely confidential and you can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. So many people are already using BetterHelp that they are currently recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. So join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash AwkwardMomStage. That's BetterHelp.com slash AwkwardMomStage. The link is in the show notes. Mental health is so important and so are you. If you feel that you need help with more than just figuring out who you are, or if you just need someone to talk to, BetterHelp makes it easy to find a therapist that's right for you. Thanks for joining me this week on the Awkward Mom Stage podcast. Make sure to visit our Instagram page at the Awkward Mom Stage, where you can follow and find information on next week's show, updates for the podcast, behind the scenes clips, and more. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast shows. While you're at it, If you're enjoying the show, I'd appreciate it so much if you rate the show on iTunes or share this podcast with a friend. Be sure to tune in next week for an all new episode. I hope you have an awesome week. Always remember you're beautiful. Lola.